This is Deserta. And today you find us at the centre of our great capital, on the south bank, overlooking the river. And just to be clear, because I know a lot of listeners appreciate the educational aspects of this show, mm-hmm. we're talking about the River Thames, right? Spot on, Raider, spot on. I can see you've been doing your homework, haven't you? I have. And uh, we're by the Thames to see if it's possible to drink pop-up pub pints all day long in sight of its muddy waters. And get our mojo working. Very good. On today's show, what we've been up to. Plus pubs, micropubs, Peckham Town. And the news, featuring only highly selective items that reflect our worldview, like the slacker of equivalent of Russia Today. There will be dosses and socials and even a film review. And then finally, we can get right on it. But first, to today's first pop-up pub quiz. This little cracker lies beneath Hungerford Bridge and was born out of a stall at the Southbank Centre food market. Yeah, its name suggests a place where you might safely keep one of the key ingredients of beer. For one pint, where in the world are we? So where are we, Dirty? We are at the Hop Locker, of course. If you got that right, award yourself one pint. Uh, what can we say about the Hop Locker? It's right on the river. Yeah. Sheltered a... if it's raining, which it has been in England a lot. Yes, because it's under the under the bridge. And it has a wonderful selection of beers. Um, yeah. Craft ales from the Colonel and Verdant. We're on a double dry hops bars. drop project. Yeah, really lovely, isn't it? Very nice. Uh, I had a pint of this on Friday, actually, when I um, popped along. And I was sitting there minding my own business when a homeless fella came along asking if I had any change. I was like, no, sorry, mate. And then he asked another couple of people, and they were like, no, sorry, mate, sorry, mate. And then I re- remembered, I actually did have some change. Mm. I had £1.30 change in my pocket from a takeaway Chinese I'd bought in Ramsgate, where they've yet to introduce contactless payments. And um, I called him over, I said, oh, excuse me, excuse me, I, ha- I have got £1.30. He was like, oh, thanks, mate, bless you, God bless you. Uh, and as I stood up to give him the £1.30, I knocked my beer over. Oh. £6 a pint. Where's the justice? I said to him, that's not very good karma, is it? You stand up to do a good deed and you knock your pint over. He said, let me buy you another one, mate. Oh. <laughs> I was like, no, you can't. No, I want, I want to buy you another one. I want to buy you. I've got to have some money, more money in my pocket. I thought, you're not buying me another one. Go on your way. On your way, my man. Uh, anyway, so uh, I had to buy another pint. So I was £6 down plus the one thirty I'd given him. £7.30 down. Bloody hell, yeah. And then started. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful, tragic story. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, on with the show. First up, of course, mm. what the hell have you been up to? We're going to pubs. Oh, yes. The grand reopening happened, didn't They're it? They're open April again. April 17th. I've got a tattoo of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, was it the 17th? Because I, I think it might have been the 12th that makes your tattoo incorrect. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I didn't make it for, like, opening time. I think you perhaps did, didn't you? Didn't you I set o- overnight? I set off at 10.30. <laughs> I had a very clear route to the Blythe Hill Tavern, uh, either in Catford or Forest Hill. No one fucking knows. <laughs> Although it does say Pride of Catford in the back garden, which mm. makes me think almost certainly Forest Hill. <laughs> um, I, yeah, set off on foot about 10.30 uh, and a pilgrimage to the Blythe Hill Tavern. Just round about Peck and Rye, Pompey Dunk jumped out of a bush at me. <laughs> the life out of me. Cyclo Dunk joined us on Forest Road, Forest Hill Road. Mm-hmm. 
a little queue was forming outside the Honor Oak pub as we passed it, and we gave them a round of applause. <laughs> and we got to the Blythe early. It was already open at 11.45. Was it? And there we found uh, people like Sarita and Pubs and Potatoes. Mm. Ellie Lou turned up. Ian Ruler, the dentist, Mickey Sance. It was a proper tribal convening. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't get there till about two o'clock. So you know when I, so when I got there, you know the the scene in the garden was, <laughs> was just it gorgeous. It's just you know, it's you know crowded, not overcrowded, not no. not unsafe. No, no, but, not unsafe. Um, yeah, all social distanced. Yeah, all social distanced, and yeah, obviously it was lovely to see that. But what was really especially nice was to have a pint of cask ale. Yes, which I think it's it's what for me that's what makes life preferable to death. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and it's why I'll never live abroad again. <laughs> I mean, they, you can get great keg everywhere in the world yeah, now, pretty much, yeah, can't yeah. you? I mean, there's amazing beers from every every corner of, of the earth. Yeah. But we're the only ones who do great car scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was great. Great to be back in the Blythe. Great to see Con again. Yeah. He was in his element, wasn't he? Mm. And um, and then, of course, like just last week, we were allowed inside as well. Mm. Um, our, my first pint inside was at the revamped Conqueror Micropub in uh, the aforementioned Ramsgate. Um, it's now been taken over. Colin's retired, and oh. it's been taken over by the Four Candles Brew Pub of Broadstairs. Oh, right, yeah. I had a pint of their Citra, and quite honestly, felt like a god. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Wonderful. Good to be indoors again. Um, did you have a pint, uh, inside pint? I didn't have one until the Friday, actually. I went when we went to uh, the Rose and Crown oh, yeah. on Union Street yeah. and saw the mistress. Well, it was nice. I mean, it's a very handsome wand- interior. Wandle, yeah, I've forgotten yeah. How, how nice that could be. Yeah, tremendous. Um, uh, okay, what else have we been up to? We Well, we went to an away game, didn't we? Yeah. A football game. Yeah, behind closed doors. Yeah. Set for us. <laughs> Um, this was uh, Peckham Town in the quarterfinals of the London Senior Senior Trophy. Yeah, Yeah. something like that, yeah. And um, it was a a wonderful day which started at the Green Goddess pop-up at Charlton House uh, in Charlton Park, um, which I believe is where you got vaccinated. Yes, it is. It's uh, the only only vaccination centre with a a pub. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which you're very happy about. that was a wonderful way to start uh, in this beautiful uh, building. Oh, one of the finest Jacobean. examples of Jacobean oh. architecture remaining in England. <laughs> and then we uh, you know, had to walk across Charlton Park to watch the game. We weren't allowed in, mm. which is a bit odd because you can have 300 people in a pub garden, but you can't have six old gits at a football ground. I know. Um, but we were able to watch the game over the fence. Yes. I um, brought a bucket. You brought a bucket, did you? To stand there's, on. There's a picture of you standing on your bucket watching the game over the fence, which for me is the epitome of middle-aged sports nut. <laughs> <laughs> and we must try and remember to put that picture on the uh, okay. podcast page because it's very good. I think Cyclo took it. <laughs> he, he did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A pint of Guinness, pissing rain, <laughs> standing on a bucket watching ninth-tier football. <laughs> uh, the whole day was a bit like a chapter from Just William, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> sort of messing around. Apart maybe from the bit where I took ketamine on a park bench, but that's <laughs> a different story. Uh, yeah, tremendous day out. Lost on pens. Mm. No one seemed to mind. Um, what else we got? Oh, you went out to... Uh, 
I went out to yeah, I went out to the Sham to uh, the um, Deptford Dub Club, which is now at the Fox and Firkin, and uh, yeah, that was an, another step forward to normalcy in a way because um, uh, it was. You know, it was, people were milling around and mixing and dancing and nicking each other's Rizzlers, you know. Right. Um, yeah, do you remember the garden at the Fox? Yeah, quite, I do, it's yeah. It's quite big and it quite is. kooky and they've got little sort of cubby holes here and there. Yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, and it had, you know, there's like DJs with like a live horn section and, um, yeah, all the smells you would associate with reggae. <laughs> Bloody hell, really? Very yeah, much yeah, so. Not yeah, I'm not in. saying too much there. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's probably why my daughter loved it so much. <laughs> yes, she went there, didn't she? She went there, and I said, did you have a nice time? She said, yes, but it made me a bit sad. And I was like, how so, little one? And she said, because it's taken me so long to realise it's there. <laughs> <laughs> OK. That's a good review. Yeah. That's a good review. So she, she, like you, will be going back. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, and one other thing we've been doing... Yes is writing a book. Yes, we have been writing a book. We've been writing a book called Shirk, Rest and Play because our book funded. Yes. You'll be pleased to hear. No more begging. No more begging. So thank you all 300-odd of you for backing us. Yeah, thank Uh, you very much. uh, Yeah, while it's tempting to just say, well, can't be bothered to write it now, (laughs) we're we're actually getting on with it, aren't we? I'm at my desk at 9.30 each day with a glass of champagne and a cigar. <laughs> and I work through till 3.30 with just a couple of hours for lunch. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm enjoying writing up, actually, particularly our friends' experiences, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the people we've learned from. Yes. For his EG Spider and his time with the Dobie Bong, mm. uh, or Osman and his time in the toilets of News International. <laughs> it's, it's all gold, all gold. Mm. Um, so yeah, thank you ever so much for yeah. uh, funding that. Yeah. So we're on that almost not full time, obviously, but as close as we get to full time yeah. throughout May and June. And if the mother-in-law stays any longer, a bit longer than that. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it's slated, we think, for 2022. Um, some of the some of the uh, rewards, obviously, will have to wait until publication. Others may be fulfillable sooner. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah. we'll. Um, but we want to finish when the they book are. first, yeah, and yeah. then we'll get get to the rewards. And I think uh, I think Sam at Southey is, is doing another batch of dessert or IPA for those who are awaiting a slab. Yeah, and then uh, when rules are relaxed about gathering, we can start sorting out some pub crawls, some football matches, and other things that mm. we promise. Mm. Um, yeah. So thanks again. The news, the news, the news, 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 yeah, I mean, three-way jaunt, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, between the long pond and the yeah. rusty bucket. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's that's class. I, I I haven't been there yet. I heard good things about it, hmm. and um, I think the berry is about because they also do like gin cocktails, which okay. is unusual for a, for a micro pub. But uh, they, and they also have a garden, which is unusual for a micro pub. Mm. Mm, nice. So they were able to open and join lockdown. Yes. So uh, a berry and barrel in Eltham, and also there's a new brewery. 
with a tap room for Loughborough Junction, the Friendship Brewery. Uh, yeah, I haven't been down there yet. I'm going down on Thursday. And that, um, yeah, that adds to. There's already a tap room in. There is. There's the Clarkshaws yeah, tap room there, which is and great. the Junction up the road. So that's another sort of three-way. Yeah. You know, we like places with three yeah. gaffs, don't we? Yeah. Um, and then uh, we got word of the music room in New Cross, a right. new um, live music venue for South East London at the old library. Okay, great. Um, so that that will be uh, opening soon. They're on um, Twitter, so you can follow them now. That's uh, I think they're called Music Room London, uh, Old Library, New Cross. We've also uh, me and Pompey have, met, have progressed the deserter bar to a degree. Um, mm. At least we went to have a, a chat with Lee at the beer shop um, about um, the pitfalls of. Opening a little uh, little bar, uh, but it was a brilliant chat. It was really useful. I mean, it was 45 minutes of pure information gold, uh, and then a couple of pints of old dairy gold top. Um, I quite like I like my new job. <laughs> uh, Pompey's even made a start on what he calls a spreadsheet. What? Yeah. Um, but one thing we wanted to ask listeners is: Do you know of any like, potential South London premises with? Particularly looking out for neglected or empty shops, uh, looking for a landlord willing to be flexible or experimental, you know, mm-hmm. at, at, at brackets cheap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so if you do know of anything or spot anything, let us know on hello at deserter.co.uk. Mm. On to my favourite news items, crisp news. Yeah, and we have, and boy do we have crisp news. We do have some Christmas. I mean, do you remember Slabs? Oh, no, you remember Slabs. Yeah. Listener, do you remember Slabs? Um, as, uh, as Ned James described them, thick as a pound coin and the size of a baked potato. And um, <laughs> we, we, we tried them live on air a couple of podcasts ago. The, uh, they weren't roast beef, they were beef roast. And they were bloody lovely, weren't they? Mm. Anyway, a couple of weeks ago, I got an email from one Keith D. Robinson, director of Slabs, also known as Great Food Affairs Limited. Hello chaps, he wrote, and Phoebes, because I think she was on the show that Mm. that time. Uh, We got a message from one of your listeners, Ken Kane from Douglasville, USA. Mm. Ken is an avid listener to your show and he was so intrigued about Slabs (laughs) that he got in touch with us and I'm consequently sending him some packs as a thank you for putting your show on my radar. I have just listened to your show and so enjoyed your view of the world, to which I'm very empathetic, I'd like to send you some of our Slabs as well. (laughs) If you'd like some, send me your address and we'll send some to you. And Phoebes as well. Wow. Uh, Best wishes, Keith. I mean, as you said at the time, that is straight into the top five best emails we've ever received. Yeah, yeah. When we've had, when we've had free beer, uh, <laughs> it, free crisps. And sure enough, uh, some days later, an enormous crate of slabs <laughs> <laughs> So I had to keep the kids off them. Um, yeah. And uh, we are going to taste a new flavour mm. today, aren't we? Um, yeah. Egg and chips. Egg and chips. Can you believe it? <laughs> Egg and chips. You know, slabs. I don't know if you remember Osborne's Mrs. 
could not believe egg and chips was an actual meal in England. Yeah. I mean, we had it as kids. It was yeah. absolute treat. Yeah, absolutely. But she just yeah. would, not, would not have it. No, it's a snack for her, was it? Or, I, I, or, or I think she just assumed there'd be something else. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a reasonable assumption. But egg, a double, egg, double egg and chips. Double egg and chips, no, exactly. Talking. And something else. And now we have the egg and chips. Uh, Hit him. Shall I? Yeah, absolutely. Tear here. Yeah, I Oh, yeah. they, are they are. Look at the size of that. Massive. <laughs> no, I'm going to crunch into the mic. Mm. I'll do a quick photo. I think they've done very well there because it's eggy, mm. it's chippy, obviously. But it's not overwhelmingly mm. so, which would be, um, which, which probably wouldn't work. That's because goose is one of our key chip um, crisp mm. correspondents. Mm. Did talk about an egg and chips, no, a fried egg flavour from Spain, oh. which promised a lot mm. and delivered very little. Mm. But this is much better, yeah. Mm. Mm. Egg and chips, nice egg and chips flavoured slabs. Wonderful. Um, you were going to try and pick up some doner kebab Pringles, weren't you? Yeah, they've got the, yeah, the um, Pringles have done these doner kebab crisps for for the Euros, I think. Um, and um, I haven't been able to find them again. I mean, I saw them the, that one time, and they've disappeared. I think. I mean, if I was going to invest, yeah, I'd be investing in Pringles. Um, in no doner kebabs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they're just gone. They're just gone. So. I was tempted by the pulled pork, but I don't really like Pringles that much. So they've got pulled pork flavour Pringles. Yeah. And doner kebab flavour Pringles. Yeah. Doner kebabs are gone. And, uh, okay. So, so I, I went for um, black truffle uh, from Torres, who you may remember did the Iberico ham we had we yes. tried last time. Now we'd love those, but I saw on Twitter a few people saying, oh, I was disappointed about that. Oh, really? Them. Um, but they tended to like these. Should have opened before the show, really, shouldn't it? Yeah, we? sorry. <laughs> sorry about the racket. Okay, black truffle flavour. Mm. Mm. Aromatic. Goes straight up the back of the nose. Mm. Yeah. Quite I'm getting used to quality flavoured crisps now. Mm. I can never go back. Who made these again? Torres. They're the same, oh, people, Torres, yeah. the same people as the... Um, so they're Spanish, I think. Truffa Negra. Absolutely brilliant. Were they expensive? Yes, very. Can I just ask, because I, I didn't quite get it, um, get it last time. When, when we buy these crisps, to whom do we send the receipts mm. to get our good, money back? It's a very good question. Because yeah. after discussing it last time, I sent them to Director HMRC, you mm. suggested. That was my suggestion, yeah. Um, to you, you may have received those on your email. Oh, I wonder what that was. Yeah, and, um, to Pompey Dung. Yeah. And, but I've heard nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Heather from marketing? No. no she she, that's not her gone. area. She's back. She's back? Mm. Well, maybe I'll try her. Try her. I'm going to another one of those. I'm going to send her the receipts. Mm. Right. Let's get on with some more news. Mm. We must try not to eat such. Okay, I'm going to stop there. Um... Loneliness. 
<laughs> Sitting alone in your pants in your bedroom. Sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> is sadly a killer. What? Mm. Uh, in his book, The Social Leap, the evolutionary science of who we are, where we come from, and... Well, hang on, hang on a minute. As, it, as it's a book, mm. let's uh, play the book corner jingle. Yeah, yeah it's one of our favourites. Yeah, it, it is, my favourite. Books. 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 Letters. 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 Words. 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 Reading. Reading. In his book, The Social Leap, The Evolutionary Science of Who We Are, Where We Come From and What Makes Us Happy, a title so long that I started thinking about something else halfway through it, <laughs> author William von Hippel writes that our immune system evolved to hum along at peak capacity when we're happy, but to slow down dramatically when we're not. This is why long-term unhappiness can literally kill you through its immune-suppressing effects, and why loneliness in late adulthood is deadlier than smoking. Jesus. Indeed, once you're over 65, you're better off smoking, drinking and overeating with your friends than you are sitting at home alone. Well, it does sound more fun. Yeah, if you ever need a justification for getting right on it with a few mates, mm. there we go. Yeah. Well, uh, that, that leads us into a, an, an article that was going round about um, uh, long working hours being a killer as well. The, the WHO said that mm. 745,000 people died from overwork last year. Oh, okay, now. That is a scandal you don't hear about. No, no, I mean, it's, it's yeah. I mean, yeah, there's all these signs like don't smoke, don't drink too yeah. much, you know, you have the regular... And there's just us saying don't overwork. Yeah, really, I mean, each job should come with that kind of warning. Right, that's it. I'm cutting back on the writing. <laughs> I'm doing 12.30 to 3.30 with just two hours for lunch. <laughs> well, yeah, you've got to be... I mean, basically, yeah, get on the beer and fags and see your mates. Yeah. That's our message, and not just our message, the message of the World Health Organization and mm. William von Hippel. Mm. <laughs> You've been to Wales? Yeah, Wales is going to have a, a, a UBI trial, a universal basic income trial, mm. which we've, we've discussed before. I don't know if we need to go into too much of it, but basically you all get enough money to get you through the month, regardless of whether you work or yeah, not. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's been trialled very... I mean, when's a South London trial going to happen? That's what I want to know. <laughs> we are it, mate. <laughs> without yeah, the money. Without the money, yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's, I mean, that's very welcome, uh, the Welsh trial, but um, how many fucking successful trials do you need before you just crack on with it? Yeah, yeah. Seriously. We've reported on at least, what, a dozen? trials since this podcast they've all been successful yeah they all say the same thing ubi's ace balls yes i mean in, in not not in quite those words <laughs> no but um <laughs> i mean but they, they, they kind of twist a bit like yeah um it didn't get people to go and, and branch out into new careers but they were a lot happier yeah it's like, well, they are. what else are you waiting that, for uh, isn't that something that we should aspire to yeah i could be wrong so once again it falls to us to make it absolutely clear we don't want the jobs, just give us the money. <laughs> Quite. 
Well, there was a, a trial going on in Germany. Well, it's not a trial at all. It's an actual company has decided that all its workforce are going to work five hours a day instead of eight. Very good. Yeah. Very go ahead. Yeah. I mean, um, it's not the five-day weekend we demand. No. But, but it's, it's a start. It's a start, and they've you know they found that you know people pretty much get the same amount of work done. Yes, I bet. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah. Uh, some some of them are a bit like um, yeah, I don't know what to do in the afternoon, which is why they need to read our book, mm. um, which is a guide to your leisure time once you've freed up. Yeah. Once you've and managed to nick off work. And there was an article about this trial or whatever you call it uh, in the um, the Wall Street Journal. They got it all wrong. They said everyone's outside life got so much better at the expense for their passion of, of work. Oh, for God's sake! For these work. Americans. Idiots. <laughs> anyway, um, right. Um, we better get on with our jaunts to another pop-up, hadn't we? I suppose we. It's hard to leave here. I have to say, it is but hard yes. To leave here. We don't have to leave here because no, uh, no one actually knows where we are. Well, um, that's true. But, I mean, it's going to make the pub quiz a little simple, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, pop-up pub quiz two. Hmm. Um, Not strictly a pop-up, perhaps. No. We have moved east along the, the Thames. Yeah, we've, uh, we're now east of Waterloo Bridge. And uh, we are, well, I think we can say, because it's, it, it, it's a difficult one to know, isn't it? Mm. We are um, at... National, National Theatre. Theatre. Yeah, the yeah. National we're within Theatre. the National Theatre buildings. Yes, yeah. so we we're in the, we're in the uh, brutalist splendour. Yes, exactly, with a view of the river. And we're going to give you a pint and a half for this one because we think it's tricky. Mm. We have, of course, slipped into the understudy. Yeah, both of us have slipped into the understudy and it's... <laughs> We said we weren't going to laugh. Yeah, we're at the understudy at the National Theatre. Um, uh, a reasonably recent beer destination. Mm. Dozens of classic beers on. At the moment, they're limited to about half a dozen quality kegs, but we can forgive them that because of the, uh, what's it called again? Location. Pandemic. Pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we have been coming here for a little while, haven't we, um, because of the, the beer situation. Yes, uh, we, we love it being handy, handy, uh, you know, <laughs> handy for the river. Uh, you know, we can uh, go and have a smoke up on the river, which we might, we might do later, mightn't we? Get down on the foreshore, perhaps? That's a good idea, yeah. Uh, okay, we've got a, a film. Mm. to talk about haven't we yes we do Yeah, we got sent a link to a film uh, like a preview link mm. to a film which yeah. we're going to mention um, it's called Micropubs The New Local mm. I mean maybe we should um, do a little jingle for it yeah we haven't <laughs> recorded one we haven't got a, we haven't got a film jingle mm. we could do the book we, we, we could work on the book one yeah okay alright shall I start Okay. Uh, scenes. Rushes. 
lighting, actors, mise-en-scene, Hollywood, rushes again, <laughs> corners, corners, it's, it's film, film corner. Fuck me, that was brilliant. That was genius. <laughs> um, yeah, Micropubs, the new local, mm. uh, is a new feature-length documentary by Sid Heather on the history, function and development of Micropubs. Yeah. The small revolution facilitated by a change in the law in 2003 and kick-started by Martin Hillier. Who figures the, prominently. He does, yeah. Who uh, opened the Butcher's Arms in Hearn a couple of years later and uh, gave his learnings to the world. I know you don't like the word learnings, but um, mm. I like it. Gave his knowledge to the world mm. through a series of uh, lectures for camera. Um, what, is a, what is a micropub, Vinny? Well, it's a, it's a one room boozer, usually a converted shop oh. that con- focuses on cask I think that's all you need to know. Anyway, yeah. the film. Yeah. I mean, the first thing I'd say about it is that three minutes in, I was gagging for a pint. Yes, don't watch it thirsty. Yeah, don't watch it at 10 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it was, I thought it was very good. I really enjoyed it. It was more than I I expected, I have to say. Yeah. uh, Because I thought it's a difficult thing to, to, to make it documentary about because you're, you're, you're you know I mean I know there are some explo- spoiler alert there are some massive explosions and death and <laughs> the sister did it but uh, <laughs> uh, you know there's not that sort of uh, dramatic curve apart from the opening of bars <laughs> indeed and it features Martin as you mentioned and, and many other micro owners mm. including Lucy from the dodo in Ealing yeah. Who I thought came up with a great description of the difference between brighted keg beer and cask. Mm. She said, keg is like UHT milk, <laughs> and cask <laughs> is the fresh stuff. It's, uh, yeah, it's a little harsh on... Uh, simple, on, on, beautiful. On, on keg beer, but I, yeah, I know what she means. She was great, actually. She was a, a real star of it, wasn't she? Uh, yeah. And, she, uh, and I liked the, the balance between men and women in the, in the, in the yeah, doco, actually, yeah. because I think in, there's a tendency with micropubs to see it as grey-haired, beer-bellied old men. Yes. Uh, drinking. She certainly wasn't that. No. She also provided my favourite micropub rule, because there are some rules, like not using your mobile phone, etc. Yeah, yeah. Um, her, the rule in her pub was on the board, please do not use the F word or the C word in here. Brackets, Fosters and Carling. <laughs> um, so, yeah, a great watch, I thought, for anyone who loves pubs, beer, micropubs, or all of the above. Yeah, yeah. I found it quite emotional. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I also I was surprised to find I was in it. Yes, you were in it, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah the towards end, yeah. the end, yeah. Because, um, I mean, I, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that there's, uh, you know, the going on the journey with some some of the bars from from uh, buying uh, or sort of renting the premises or mm. whatever to opening and um, the opening of the river ale house uh, you know that very first day and out in the queue was me yes <laughs> looking great <laughs> hot yeah um note to pompey um anyone uh, pompey dunk if you're listening read the des bar all these people who, were, who found their premises in, in October had to see, seem to have to wait till next June to open, didn't they? Yeah, it was a, a, a very long process of planning, change of use, licensing. Yeah, there's all that in it. You know, the the, the obstacles on the way to opening mm. a, a bar, and why they've opened them. Um, 
So yeah, definitely advise you to watch that. Uh, I mean, out of five stars, I'd give it five pints. Yeah, very nice. Um, his first screening proper uh, is at the Gulbenkian in Canterbury on Saturday the 12th of June. Um, and then the film will be available to rent and stream on Vimeo, Vimeo yeah, shortly yeah. afterwards. So just we'll do a link June. to it perhaps on the should, site. Should probably have done it next month, but you know we get very excited about these things. <laughs> uh, and then uh, shortly after that, it will be heading to the festivals and TV. Crystal Palace International Film Festival are going to screen it. Great. I understand. Um, yeah, so well done, Sid, and uh, good luck involved. with the film. Micropubs, the new local. You're a bomb-dosser. Okay, who are your nominees this time around? Okay, well, my my one is... Uh, well, I don't know who, who, who wrote it, but it was reported by Mark Sparrow on Twitter. Hmm. Uh, the best uh, email signature he'd, he'd uh, received from somebody, it said, um, It is normal for me to take a couple of days to read my emails and several more days to reflect on the matter and respond in a calm manner. The culture of immediacy and the constant fragmentation of time are not compatible with the kind of life I lead. <laughs> that is superb. No, no, I mean, I'd be surprised if he wasn't the winner. That's a great email, Sig. Hmm. Um, I've got uh, Zhang Yiming. You That's a TikTok that? guy, yeah? TikTok guy, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. He's the CEO of ByteDance, uh, creator of TikTok. He's stepping down after realising he lacks the right skills to be CEO mm. and prefers reading and daydreaming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well done. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's given he's, he's a tricky candidate in that he's probably spent hours and hours getting TikTok to where it is. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. daydreaming and reading. Yeah, not many uh, people admit to those kind of, no. that kind of level of deserting. Well done. Um, the author Christy Doherty recently lauded Nancy Mitford oh, yeah. as the Queen of No. I suppose really? this is like, a, this is like yeah. an early example of the email signature. Uh-huh. Um, after she discovered that Miss Mitford, author of The Pursuit of Love and uh, yes. Love in a Cold Did you watch Climate. It? Did you watch it? No. No. It's yeah, good, I hate it? that sort of thing. It's love. Good. No, I like TV, I just don't <laughs> like love. Uh, <laughs> and. Uh, Nancy Mitford had cards made of her which she would hand out that read Miss Nancy Mitford is unable to do as you ask <laughs> <laughs> there's a lesson for us all there I think isn't oh there? yeah I might change the name but yeah I'm up for it yeah um Several people, mm. in fact dozens of people, mm. sent in the story of Ita- an Italian civil servant that was carried on BBC News. Yeah. Um, the man, is uh, not named, um, no. we'll call him Hero. Yeah, I think the, the closest title he got was the King of Absentees. <laughs> yes, that's right, yeah. <laughs> um, the man was assigned a desk job in a Calabrian hospital in 2005 but apparently fell out with his manager and stopped going to work, mm. as you do. Mm. And shortly afterwards, the manager retired. <laughs> <laughs> and his ongoing absence was never noticed by her successor or by HR. Uh, he continued to be paid for the next 15 years. 
uh, earning it. nearly half a million pounds. <laughs> Finally, a police investigation uncovered his absenteeism and that of a further six managers at the same <laughs> hospital uh, that had also not been turning up. Mm. I mean, is it their fault that they were being paid for nothing? Oh, I don't think it is, I is it? Think I, mean, I mean, it begs the question, who do we give the award to? The guy in question? The hospital? The civil service? <laughs> or, or my, my preference, all of Italy? <laughs> um, and as the Brixton Hatter pointed out, the story reported that our man in his 15 years had broken the national record for absenteeism. I mean, the thing is, not many countries have records for absenteeism. No, no, so no, once again, once Italy, again Italy, well done. Italy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Italy won, USA nil. Hats off. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bomb dosser. What's it time for now? I don't know. Is it dinner? No. Scene. The scene. It's the scene. It's the scene. <laughs> social media scene. The social it's media. So excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is very cool. It is a very cool phrase. That's yeah. the thing. That's the one thing I remembered about it. Yeah. It says here. <laughs> uh, well, um, yeah. I spotted one that amused me. Uh, mm. This was from uh, Jack Beaumont. I don't know if you remember Jack, uh, the uh, Kidbrook's King of Mild Entertainment. King of Mild Entertainment. I do remember him. Yes. <laughs> uh, he had um, he had a, com- a conversation which he put on uh, on Twitter between himself and the Job Centre. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Started off saying, you know, I had a. Uh, uh, he, he sent this to the lady at the Job Centre. Plus, I had a text about a universal credit phone appointment. Uh, on Monday, uh, I can't actually make that because I'm going to be playing cricket. Uh, <laughs> any other day is fine. And uh, Julia uh, said, um, "Are you a professional cricketer? Is this work?" <laughs> uh, to which Jack replied, uh, "Hi, Julia. For various reasons, I am not a professional cricket player." <laughs> so Julia replied, "This is not a good reason to cancel a universal credit appointment." Quite right, Julia. Johnny on the spot. Um, I hope you can arrange the cricket de- game for another day. So Jack replied, oh, that's a shame. I'll just tell the other 20 blokes that we'll have to cancel the cricket game until the next bank holiday. Can't wait to speak on Monday. Peace, love, unity and respect. Jack, right arm over, none to come. <laughs> to which Julia replied, thanks for the reminder about the bank holiday. <laughs> Your appointment has been rebooked for Friday. Oh, Please man. enjoy your cricket game. <laughs> have a lovely ending. Nice <laughs> yeah. to have a happy ending, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, it reminds me of something I saw on Twitter, um, which is opposite since we're in the scene, the social media scene. Oh, that's cool. Saying, um, you know, you're at the interview and someone says, yeah, bubbly character required for reception. And uh, the respondee says, what, every day? <laughs> Um, I saw one from, uh, well, Bruce Dessau sent us a sign from a French bar, Mm. which translated as, bars need you, but can only open at one third of their capacity. Anyone who can't drink enough for three, (laughs) please make way for the professionals. (laughs) Why did we ever leave them? Why? Why? And... um, Mark Crilly sent, sent us uh, a tweet f- 
from Sandra Newman, the author, and she stuck, struck a chord on Twitter when she wrote, don't give me that no one wants to work anymore shit. None of us wanted to work in the first place. <laughs> and amen to that. Mm. Personally, I wouldn't go to work if they paid me. Oh, hang on. <laughs> that's, that's the idea, yeah. Um, well, thank you very much for listening. Yeah. Uh, I would say that's all we've got time for, but you know, we've got time for more, but we just want to get you know, uh, down by the riverside. <laughs> yeah. But before we go, um, maybe some more facts about the river. River facts, yeah. 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 Fact me up. Okay, well, it's England's longest river. 215 miles, can that be true? Yeah, yeah, I believe it is. Making it up. It starts in Gloucestershire. That's not true. And flows into the North Sea at the Thames estuary. I do, I am aware of that. It, it does keep Essex and Kent apart, and I think that's probably a good thing. I think that is a good thing <laughs> for our future. Mm. Uh, it's tidal. Yes. I know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we're about to find out, it has a, uh, there's a number of beaches, aren't there, that, that are revealed at, l- at low tide, where yes. you can get specifically designed by God, I yes. believe, yeah. Quite so, sandy. That we, so that we can nip out and have a spliff. Yes. They have beaches, the Thames beaches. Not a lot of people know that. Mm. The Thames beaches, yeah. you can wander down there, watch the boats go by. Or the Hang goats. On. What's that? Hang on. It's a river filth. Scatter! <laughs> Scatter! <laughs> <laughs>